Can I get an amen? You got an amen? Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Hey, y'all. Welcome to Can I Get an Amen? We are hoping that anytime you tune in with us, we're leaving you a little bit better than you were before we found you. In our podcast, we hope to ignite something inside of you as we share our passion for personal growth, finding our God-given talents and gifts in this world, and also our love for living an intentional life. And that something sparks inside of you um, makes you, you know, shout out. Amen. Amen. Well, we're back in Holy Spirit Studios with the beautiful Brittany Bro, and just what a delightful woman that we had on this couch. Beautiful inside and out. Oh my gosh. Her story is so relatable. Mm-hmm. We all struggle with all the things that Brittany talks about. Vanity. What else? I mean, not knowing what to do with all of your emotions and thinking that it's just you alone and your thoughts and in your feelings and like just not knowing how to express those or what to do with all of it. Mm -hmm. It's just, she is such an inspiration and being just a pure, beautiful daughter in Christ. Um, And the way she's learning how to do that, she brings me so much hope and just inspires me like crazy. Amen. Yeah, Y'all are going to love this. Thanks for tuning in. We just found this button today. How did you just find this button? The the microphone cord knocked it. And Christy doesn't wear headphones. Only I do. So I broke something. No, I can turn it off. See, it's back to normal now. Wait, what else can you do? Oh, man. (laughs) Is that the demon voice? Yeah. (laughs) No, it's like a, a man... It's the anonymous, the anonymous voice. voice. Yeah, like when you don't want to be, you want to be disguised. Yeah, yeah. And we found this. Say something. Something. That's a like a whole man. Yeah, that's a whole man. A scary man. A really scary. It's from the Exorcist Files, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And we have this one. Cute. A megaphone. I like that. You want to record your whole episode like this? We can't. Yeah, the answer's no. Okay. Well, what you think all those colorful buttons were? Well, I knew sound effects. I did not know. I did not know. And I know. I can hear you. And not. Wait. I couldn't hear anything. What that? I didn't know. Okay, I knew it made sound effects. Mm-hmm. So you you know the bleep out curse words or the horn. <laughs> yeah, high yeah. horn, high horn. But I didn't know it had all these voices on it. So I knew it did like this. Oh, I see now. Okay, you know, like we yeah. have all that. <laughs> yeah, we have that. We knew it did that. That's fun. but we had no idea that it would do that to the voices. So we've been giggling all morning. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Pretty fun. Friday giggles are essential. Essential. So, Sorry, yeah, thanks for playing with us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're glad that you're here. I'm super happy to be here. Um, Brittany Bro's in the studio. Um, shall we open in prayer? Yes. Yeah. You want to pray or you want one of us to? Uh, one of y'all. Okay. 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 <laughs> in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our most kind and gracious Heavenly Father, We're so super grateful for you, Lord, for our friends, for the sacred space. We're so grateful that you continue to let us do this and all of our goofiness um, 
and all of our holiness that we strive for. Jesus, we do this all for you. We wouldn't be doing any of this without you. So we thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit down upon this room. You guys do all the work. Let us just be your vessels. Anything that needs to be said today, let us say it. Anything that needs to be blocked today, Lord, please block it. And please continue to bless each and every one of us, Jesus. And we ask this through your most holy, holy, holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Let me spit out my gum. Holy Spirit Studios. Holy Spirit Studios. Holy Spirit Activate. That's our, our like fun prayer that we say in our house. Your pep song? Yeah, pep song. Just with the kiddos? Yeah. We sing it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or we just say it. You know, oh, like yeah. we're on the way to something or we're feeling something and mm-hmm. we're like, Holy Spirit Activate. What do you think that, you remember, you know, that video we're talking about from the internet? Mm-mm. There's a TikTok. You don't? No. Oh. And you don't know what we're talking about? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's this lady on TikTok, I'm pretty sure. And she's just doing this little dance and she's bopping and she's, Holy Spirit, activate, activate, <laughs> How do y'all know activate. TikToks and I don't? We, well, because we watch our TikToks on Instagram. <gasps> oh. Okay. That's why. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's, we're old ladies. So old lady stuff falls in our algorithms. Too. Y'all knew it and I didn't. No, <laughs> you have young people <laughs> algorithms. We have old lady algorithms, so it just probably got popped up. Yeah. Um, okay. So anyway, uh, you don't like the headphones. I'm just popping them off, okay. and I'll probably pop them back on. Okay. Cool. Popping off, popping on. Um. So what's up, Britt? How oh, was I'm... the drive over here? We haven't even gotten to catch up. This is how we like to do this. Yeah. Super authentic. Just come sit. No, I know. I've it. watched some of. I've listened to some of the episodes, and you just jump right in. Yeah. I enjoy that. Good. Super authentic. I'm glad. Can you pull your microphone a little closer to you? Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> you don't have to put your headphones on. No, Anywho. I, want, if, I just feel like I need to, but I'm going to turn it this way. This is what I needed to do. I'm sorry. You're good. Give me a second to get adjusted. Um, we're not used to anybody else in here wearing them. Why? Yeah. People don't like them? Nope. No, <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> I like it's it. It's distracting. You don't find it distracting? I w- yeah, a little yeah. bit, but it's okay. I want to be able to hear. I would be distracted if I didn't have them on, I think. Well, you've gotten yeah, so used so to, used it. to it. Yeah, 200 and by the time yours comes out, I think it's actually going to be like 222 or something. Ooh. Something like that. Yeah, which is exciting. Honored. Do you like the number two? I guess so. Or two. Do you have a favorite together? number? I do. Twelve. Twelve. <gasps> okay. Well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. What's special about twelve for you? Um, I played softball my whole life, and my dad coached. So when I was in T-ball, we just like needed to grab a jersey, and I grabbed twelve, and I just kept it. It stuck with you. I kept it my whole life. I love that. Aw. How long did you play until you were what? A freshman in high school. Oh wow. Okay. You stopped in high school. Mm-hmm. Why? I just it wasn't the same. No. Mm-mm. No, I played travel ball. Oh, yeah. And then school ball. And my dad was my coach. I think that was very different. It was Even like for travel ball? Yes, for travel ball. Yeah. I was a coach. Wow. And was, you grew up in Lafayette? In New Iberia. Oh. I know. So Chris, I know. We don't know. Nothing I know. About I know. Chris, yeah, y'all get to know each other. I don't I already know. I know a little bit. But okay, yeah, started so from Iberia, the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Catholic family or yeah. how'd you grow up? Catholic in the, everyone's Catholic. Cultural Catholic? Cultural Catholic, yeah. Mass on Sundays sometimes. Um, Received all my sacraments at the right ages. But that was was pretty much it. We didn't pray in the home. Mm -hmm. Which I know, see, even like 
acknowledge that we didn't do because I see that a lot of people do. And I mm. recognize that we didn't we didn't do that. Ever? Like not grace? No. So we I started Catholic High in fourth grade. Before that we had went to Dotson Elementary. I'm the middle and I have two sisters, one older and one younger. Um and my religion class, which I'm sure every class did in in fourth grade said grace before they went to lunch. But my teacher um, led, and at the end of the prayer, um, she said, Please feed, clothe, and shelter those who need it most, Lord. We ask this through your son, Jesus, who is our Lord and Savior, forever and ever. Amen. Mm. And like yeah, that. isn't that sweet? Like yeah, that. and nice. the fact that you remember it. Yeah. Oh, no. So I brought it home. And that's when my family started to say grace, and we've said it still. And it was from Miss <gasps> Maria. Yeah. Aww, shout, shout out. Shout out to Miss Maria. I love that. <laughs> say it again. Please feed, clothe, and shelter those who need it most. We ask this through your son, Jesus, our yeah. Savior. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Love that. Yeah. You're coming off the cusp of um, Kim Boudreaux and Cherie Bear with Catholic Charities of Acadiana, so... Mm-hmm. You know, that's still fresh. Those were the last people sitting in here. Those that feed and shelter and clothe. Look at that. Those in the need. So, yeah. Mm, I like that. I see you, Jesus. Um, so you brought home grace. I brought home grace. Yeah. And it kind of started from there, but it stayed grace for, I don't know, how many years? Yeah. 15, maybe. So no, like at night when your parents would tuck you in when you were little? No? Mm-mm. And, you, like, they didn't do that in their homes. How would yeah. they know to do it for right, us? Right, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have little memories of that growing up. We, I mean, we didn't pray every night by any stretch. If we do, I don't remember, and I think I would. Um, but, you know, that the now, now I lay me down to sleep prayers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like when kids pray, it's like, Jesus, thank you for this fork, and thank you for the grass and the sun, mm-hmm. and thank you for Papa and Mama, and, you know, like. Every single person yeah. they know. Yes. Yeah. But y'all, I think that's how we're supposed to pray. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they see it all. They yes. don't have that filter yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so grumpy this morning. I didn't sleep at all last night. And I like, off. I slept at the cat on my couch at my mom's house. And I went to mass at 7. Um, and I pulled up around like 635, 640 to adoration before. And uh, Father, she was pulling up at the same time. And. I just walked up to him and I'm like, like my eyes are half closed, puffy, and I'm like, I'm dude, I'm so grumpy. And he's like, why? And I was like, I didn't sleep well. And he was like, well, it happens. So we just kind of chit chat and we walk in. He goes and, and exposes Jesus. And as soon as my knees hit the ground, y'all, I'm not kidding. He Jesus wasn't even in the monstrance yet, but as soon as my knees hit the ground, I heard so clearly, "Did you not have a roof over your head last night? Did you not have?" You know, somewhere to lay your head. Did you not have clothes to put on this morning? And I'm like, okay. First of all, thank you, Jesus, for giving me things to be grateful for, like, immediately. Because I needed to get ungrumpy. Mm. Like, I just needed to. And that was the quickest way he could have done it. That was all you needed. Yeah. His convictions are sweet. Bruh. Yeah. And just so quick. Mm. Like, so, so quick. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the jam homily of how we all need to find joy today. In any moment that we can. And we need to have zeal for our Lord. Yeah, I mean, I like to think I had a little something to do with it because he knew I was grumpy in the back. But um, probably not. He probably forgot that I even said that. So, you know. Yeah, the homily was, it always hits. I mean, it never fails. Um, Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah, thank you, Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. But yeah, that's what it was all about. Finding joy today. 
um, and having zeal for the Lord and going out and being good disciples. And I, and as he's talking, I'm like, well, I, cer- I certainly can't do that if I'm going to be grumpy. <laughs> you know? Certainly can't. I can't. I can't do that if I'm going to be grumpy. There's so, so much to be joyful. There's so much to be well, joyful for and thankful for. Yeah. Ooh, Thanksgiving's coming up. I know. So on brand of you. Yeah. It well, is. this probably won't come out. This won't come out until January, but uh, yeah, but still, I mean, so I'm, just so you don't. Let's talk not. about Thanksgiving all I day. Mean, yeah, all the time. Because Eucharist means Thanksgiving, and we get to have the Eucharist. Eucharist on the means Thanksgiving. Did you know that? No, you didn't. I, I was about to ask. How did you know? That? How did you know that? Oh my gosh! Did you I learn mean, that in Catholic school? No, I mean that's like my adult journey. Um, I don't know. Somebody preached Are on you it. Googling that. To make yeah, because sure I want to fact check myself. Yeah. I mean, even if it's not true. But think it about it. Uh, he broke himself. Mm. Yeah. The word Eucharist literally means Thanksgiving. It's in the Mass that he prof- that we profess our love for Christ's sacrifice and thank him by performing a like sacrifice with the body and blood. We can go to Mass every day and we can give thanks every day. The sacredness of a woman's influence. Gather with the Diocesan Marriage and Family Life Office and the Light Project for a Mother's Day reflection as we explore the sanctity of motherhood and the impactful influence of women. Drawing inspiration from the narrative of Mary of Bethany, we'll examine the importance of influence, our innate sacredness, and the brilliance of the feminine spirit. Our very own Leah Landry and Christy Fredu will be your speakers at this beautiful event. This one's for the mamas. It's a Mother's Day reflection at the diocese. Register before May 3rd um, on the diocese website. We will plug that for you in the show notes. You can also visit our website, and um, we hope to see you there. It's so funny you're talking about that. This morning I just felt, and yesterday too, just like this Big invitation, um, not so much to like analyze every aspect of my day and my decisions, but just to, like be joyful about it. Mm. And um, I guess I don't do that often enough, but just like, why not be joyful? Like, why not? What do I have to not be joyful about? How does like, what does analyzing your day look like for you? So you can walk me through this so I could do that. No, it's not something you should copy. It's more despair. Okay? <laughs> it's more it's despair. despair. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't, I don't recommend it. Why? Like I in a critical way? I need, a critical okay. way. I need, yeah, yeah, but are you calling yourself higher in that moment? Or are you beating yourself up? Um, I, I don't. Yeah. I like really struggle with being gentle with myself. So, Yeah. It's calling myself hard, but I don't know how to not beat myself up. So he's like, let's let's chill out. Mm-hmm. Let's not do that. We talked about that this morning in my mom prayer group because we were talking about the enunciation and receptivity. And as women, like we we're so critical of ourselves. We can't even receive ourselves and the gift of what who we are, which hinders us to be re- receptive to other people and the gift that they are to us. Ooh, yeah. Because think about it. When you can't receive yourself, you become self-critical, self-rejecting, and then you just become so focused, and you're like a navel gazer. I'm speaking from experience. A navel gazer? A navel gazer. So you're just like, I think of like a little roly-poly, you know, like you're just rolled up all in yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you can't focus outward because you're so worried about yourself. Mm. And then you become critical and anxious and... That is the gift of being, like, of coming outside of yourself, mm-hmm. of being, like, giving back does so much more. 
Yeah. I, sh- I struggle in that area. I'm a roly poly. <gasps> <laughs> Tell us more. Tell um, us more about your journey. Have you always been that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The perfectionist. Like anxious as a kid? Yeah. 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 So we talked temperaments on the trip. Oh, okay. Well, so she's she's high green. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she's got a lot of perfectionists in her. Phlegmatic, right? That's what you told me. Melancholic. Melancholic. Yeah, melancholic. And phlegmatic. No, I have a lot of melancholic, but I'm melancholic. I mean, a lot of phlegmatic, but I'm melancholic. Same one. Okay. Oh wow. So a that's like color. green. That's like green orange. Yeah. Yeah. What color is melancholic? I mean, green. Phlegmatic's blue. Is it? Mm-hmm. Here, I'm supposed to be the temperament expert. Um, okay, yeah, so you're green. Okay. Yeah. Deep, deep thinker. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We talked about that on the bus. For so so much of my life, I think I, like, rejected. I wanted to ask you if this was possible because I know you're really into this. Are you into temperaments as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah. Let me throw Love something it. at y'all. Okay. Pull your microphone closer to you. I know you don't want to, but you have Am to. Am I, like, moving away from it? As we talk, you bent it earlier and you just didn't pull it back, but you're fine. Okay. No, you're good. All right. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is my hypothesis. I think for the first like 21 years of my life, I just hated the melancholic side of myself mm. and only showed the sanguine. Mm. Is this possible? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then it took, it took, shout out Father Dubrock. <laughs> it took Father Dubrock last year from to help me see the gift of being a melancholic the gift of um like a emotional intelligence Mm -hmm. um to be able to feel deeply beth davis too um with blessed is she i walked with her through the well it's her eight-week mentorship yeah um i remember you telling me about that yeah Yeah. that was um, that was very needed for the season i was in um, and they both helped me to see, um, it's more like a discernment of the hearts of Jesus and Mary. Mm. Um, yeah, just that this side of me is, is my gift and I don't have to like reject it. Mm. And now I'm like full melancholic. I'm trying to bring the same one back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think you hated it so much? Cause it's so sensitive, like easily hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was really angry. That's why. That's yeah. why I was so angry. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that a bit. Do you feel like you weren't received, that wasn't received by other people well? That part of you? I just, or was it more protection? It, probably both, but I think for, I think, I just didn't know anyone else like me. Yeah. You know? And that sounds like so, I don't know. I don't. I don't even, it sounds bizarre, but I just felt like, like who else thinks this way? Yeah. Who feels this way? No one. Um, and I was kind of taught, and it, not in a bad way, but like that you're too sensitive. You're yeah. too sensitive. You're too, you too. feel too too much. And I didn't really know what to do with all that that I was feeling. Um, so I, yeah, yeah, no, it makes I shut it down. Sense. So two things came up when you were talking. Um, like if we think about Adam and Eve in the garden, this is, I've learned this, this is not something I made up. This is like theology of the body. But when, when God created Adam, he created Adam, he created all the animals and he created Adam, gave Adam dominion over the animals to name all the animals, right? So he spent however much time with the animals and there was no one like him. There was no one else that he could look in the eyes and be like, 
you understand me until he created Eve. And then God gave Adam the gift of Eve and that whenever they lock eyes, he's like bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh because he could finally find another being that he could relate to. And I think that that is built in inside of us. And especially as kids, because we don't have that filter and there's that naivety that comes, we look to make connection with someone who's like, like me and you get it because then it helps us to love and respect and receive ourselves as gift. Mm. But when we don't and we come across um, people who who tell us like, you're too this, you're too that, or we grow up in middle school and we find it hard to make friends and we accept that as like a rejection and we say, well, then we need to shove that part of ourselves away and like never let her come out because when she comes out, she either hurts people or she gets hurt mm. or all of these things. Porcupine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so true. I think that's like, I think that's probably a human experience. I never made that connection with, with Adam. Like there's no one like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Because think about it. Like we want community. But to be we, seen. We yeah. also want to, and I think that was a, str- a big struggle for me personally and our Catholic faith was that there was, and there still are, and I still struggle with it. There's a lot of people who, and I guess I'll say peer group, who um, aren't as devoted, but they're Catholic. And so you look to them and you want them to affirm in some ways like, oh, we're in this together. And you realize we don't see things the same way or are we are not into it as much and so it's like, is that a rejection of me? Is that a rejection of the faith? And so you're look. I was always looking for someone who looked like me, who was walking the journey that I would feel less alone in, um, going into like uncharted territories, you know, because we went to Catholic school all of our lives. And so we always understood the surface level mm-hmm. of it. But to really follow Jesus can be like, it can cost us things. It can like make us make decisions where we are alone and we feel alone in that. And so to want to find community, that's how the Light Project started, was like, I want to find other women who are my peers, who look like me, who I feel like I relate to, who are doing this too, so I don't feel alone. And I think, again, that's another human experience. We Mm -hmm. all want that, which is why sports is so popular and all these other things that are based on community. It's because we find people who are like us, who are doing it too. And it's like this wheel of motivation that keeps things going. But in the faith, it's harder because it costs you something to stand up for something that's good. You know, he tells us like we will be persecuted, we will be rejected. And sometimes it doesn't look like it does in the Bible, but it's those little paper cut rejections that like, oh, you shouldn't do that or you're too much or you're not enough or you're too holy or you're too this or you're, you know, whatever, all those things that we tell ourselves. So it's hard, um, but that's why Jesus is with us. And that's why he's like, he sees us and he knows us. So that who trust. hasn't been rejected more, like who's been rejected right. more than him. Yeah. Is like no one. Do you remember the first time that you felt like you could turn to him or that you needed to turn to him? Cause no one else was. Oh my goodness. There. Okay. So this take a- us back, baby. <laughs> Tell us everything. We want to know everything. Part of my testimony. And I never, I never, um, touch on it when people ask it it's come up so much in prayer yesterday and today and i told my cousin on the phone this morning i'm like i don't never talk about this it just won't like it won't go away like I, and she's like maybe being invited to i'm like yeah but i don't know about that I don't know. <laughs> maybe not though and so i love that you're asking right now it's beautiful um yeah i met the, i met the lord i went to catholic school my whole life from fourth to twelfth. um 
And senior year of high school, I started modeling just for local boutiques in Lafayette. Um, yeah, and going into UL, um, like no one knew me before. Everyone in New Iberia knows each other, you know. Mm-hmm. They know my parents. They know my grandparents. Um but no one, no one had known me, so they didn't see me as like Brittany, the daughter of David and Allison. They they just knew me as whoever I was when they met them, and when I met them, they met me as a model. Uh, and that's just how people, like sorority sisters, random people, people I didn't know, they knew me from social media because hand in hand with modeling just came social media, um, and influencing or micro influencing in the area. They just saw me as that, and that's how I saw myself. So I just like, that's just who I became. Um, and I didn't, I, I knew all of this information about, about our faith. Um, but I never felt like I, I, I can't do it perfectly. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go all out, you know, and who can, you know, who can, this is, this foreign. Um, you can't do your faith perfectly. Yeah, you yeah. 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 Like I know what I'm being asked to do and I can't. Yeah. Like, I just can't do it. Yeah. You know, I still can't, you know, but yeah. I just figured how you, nobody can. Um, yeah. So I joined a sorority, um, made a ton of friends in college. Um, and about my junior year, I realized that I was just like incredibly miserable. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how I want to like that. If I I feel like when I go to share, just this happened to you, like you go to share your testimony and you're like, I could literally talk to you for four days straight. Yeah. If I'm it's like, what do I sift through, you know? Um Yeah, long story short, I there was a Brady, period. We're not in a hurry. No, but there's just so many. <laughs> we're gonna go back. Let right? the Lord, we're gonna let go the Lord back. do his Yeah, thing. let the yeah. Holy Spirit sift yeah. through it for you. Don't um, judge your thoughts. Just say them. Well, thank you. That was beautiful. I needed that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, what, what part do I leave out? Yeah, whatever. Um, Don't leave anything out. If we need to go cut stuff later, we will. Oh, okay. Just tell us. Let me just, bring it back then. Just Can talk, I bring it back? Talk to us. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to note that, like, when I was a junior, Sister Mary Magdalene, do you know them? Sisters of the Sacred Heart of Jesus? Mm-mm. There's only two, Sister Mary Magdalene and Sister Mary Peter, and they were in New Iberia. And I don't know if they were in Louisiana at all before that, but my junior year of high school was the first time they they had come to New Iberia. I think I, I want to say that you were aware of, yeah. yeah. And maybe no, I think that actually was because I, Sister Mary Magdalene began teaching at Catholic High. Oh wow! And the junior class that she her first class she taught was mine. So I remember I actually met her before school started. It was um, like the summer going to my junior year in the office my mom was like signing me up for the next school year or something to do with registration and I was just waiting and a nun walked in and I was like what on earth like she's young she's happy she's beautiful she's like radiant um and I was very taken back by her she just has so much to do with with my testimony I feel like um I remember she was just like radiant and she was so happy. And I was like, why are you happy? What do you have to be happy about? Yeah. Like, what do you know that I don't know? You don't have like the trendy clothes. You wear the same thing every day. You wear a habit. Um, you can't get married or 
have like any love interest. You made vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience, and you're the happiest person I know. Like, what do you know that I don't? Um, and I this was, is going through your 17 year old head. Yeah, I was yeah. suspicious. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is going on here? Sister but I've always been very, like, read people quick. Um, and she wasn't faking it. I'm like, what is going on? So that whole year, I just, I was very fond of Sister. Um, and it wasn't like she, Sister Mary, Mary Peter as well. She was my confirmation teacher that year. Um, so I got to know them both very, very well. And it wasn't like they didn't call me out. They called me out, you know, and I loved them. I loved them for it because mm-hmm. I could tell it was all love. Um, yeah. So I felt from from that experience, we, we didn't, I still didn't pray. I didn't, I truly didn't believe in prayer, if I would have been honest. Um, but I was like, felt this pull on my heart i'm like oh no god wants me to be a nun like i'm not doing that and so i got my first boyfriend that year in my life i was like okay we're not we're not going down that road um and i i remember hardening my heart towards god in that moment um and i knew which just blows my mind that i did because i had i didn't i didn't pray i don't know like i don't know how i knew these things um like if today you hear his voice hard, not your heart, and I mm-hmm. did, and I did, and I continued to. It was horrible. Um, what were you scared of? Um, I didn't know him. The Lord was a tyrant in my head. Um, the Father just like would demand things of me. Um, I knew he wanted like my respect and my obedience. I didn't know he wanted anything else, which is just like... The biggest shock of my whole life, right? <laughs> the biggest, um, the greatest thing to find out. Um, how wrong you were. Oh, yeah. 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 How awesome to find yeah. out how, how wrong free. I was. Freeing. Yeah. Because it was not free yeah. to to harden my heart towards him. It cost a lot. Not that I knew him beforehand, but that he was pulling. That was just a call to holiness mm-hmm. is what that was. I don't know if anyone else felt it, you know. Like, why was I the only one? Get- I remember asking my friends, like, do y'all ever feel like y'all need to be, like, discerning religious life or something? Like, I even knew what those words meant. but mm-hmm. And they were like, no. I'm like, yeah, me either. I don't know. Why we all feel. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm asking that. I don't anyway. know why yeah. I asked you that, yeah. actually. <laughs> uh, and so, I, yeah, I went to college and just kind of forgot about that. Um, And, like, dove into social media modeling. I was just good at it. Um, I wasn't trying to, like, fill myself up. Um, that as that I knew of, yeah, of course I was, um, but I didn't know anything else. Um, my parents are were blessed enough to raise me and my sisters in a like very financially stable home, and um, they didn't grow up that way. So I always had like the grind, I guess, or the like the the real. How would you say that? No fluff in my house, in yeah. my house growing up. So it's it, just, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Things are said how they are. Um, no duplicity mm-hmm. at all. Um, and my parents raised us that way. And I'm, that's, I'm in, incredibly grateful for that. Um, yeah. So I remember there being a point, this was like around junior year of college, uh, where my dad got a car and the sounds oh my goodness I'll slap that water. Can't hear it. This sounds so 
like cliche or like superficial, but I was. So at this was this is just my reality. Um, and I remember this car being like the car. Like me and my friends talked about it like way before he got it. Like it was just the car. Like this is a, this is like it. And I remember he got the car. And this is so funny. I never really talk about this either. And I, I see it in the driveway, and I, I'm just staring at it, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, it's here." Um, what kind of car? Should I say? I mean, why not? Like a, a, a Mercedes G wagon. Oh, nice. Yeah, very no, nice, that's car. nice car. Yeah. yeah. yeah and I'm on. like, "Oh my goodness, Kylie Jenner has that." Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's here. Yeah. It's in the driveway. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you get to drive it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I Go did. on tell, to the grocery yeah. store. Tell your story. Um, <laughs> and I remember staring at it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, we this is peak. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit longer, and it was gone, and the feeling went away. Mm. And I remember thinking, if this doesn't fill me up, then what does? Wow. Um, and I know it sounds so cliche. It's a car, but I like that in my head. It wasn't the car in general. It was the the reality that. Um, I'm I'm going down this path and chasing this mm-hmm. and it's not working. And I, and this was a big old jump. Yeah. <laughs> this was a big yeah. jump and it didn't work in the slightest for three seconds. What a little bit of excitement and then nothing yeah. and then emptiness again. Um, and you were aware of this feeling the whole time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you couldn't talk about it because there was nobody else like you that was feeling that. Stuff. Yeah. Nobody yeah. would really know what I was talking about. Um, that same year, though. This is what I have been feeling the Lord pulling my heart. Um, I lost all of my friends, almost, 98% um, of the friends that I made in college. I didn't know why. I didn't know what had happened, um, uh, why everyone just kind of like turn, turned their back towards me and ostracized me, um, except, for the two, except for the few that didn't, and just became very grateful for those for those people. Um, and I remember, yeah, I don't even, I don't know if I even should mention it. So if we do, we this would be, this would be a to. part that we cut out. Okay. okay. Um, I had the, this around this year as well. Um, someone just like started um, framing me pretending to be me um, on social media and I'm from New Iberia. I don't know. I may meet people in Lafayette, but I lived with my parents throughout college. So I drove back every day, met like people in my sorority and things like that. But as far as that, I didn't know where rain was on a map or, or Scott even Mm -hmm. Um, all these other towns that people were coming from. I don't know any of them, Um, but my reputation in those towns was ruined um, and as someone who strived, my, my parents taught us, you are who you hang out with. Your reputation is who you are, like all these things, which makes your identity super flimsy. Yeah. Like, who are you then? Um, but that's not a bad route to go. They weren't, they weren't wrong in some ways. They just weren't f- fully right by any means. Um, yeah. And so I remember that all happened around the same time too. And it was, it was awful. Um, and I remember feeling like no one knows me. Um, even people I was like closest to at the time, um, 
would testify like she would never do this because I'm with her all the time. I would know if she were doing things like this. Yeah. And that crushed me even more. Uh, I remember feeling like they only, it's not my character. That's they think is the reason I wouldn't, I wouldn't be this way. But um, just the idea that no one knows me, Mm -hmm. you know? So junior year of our senior year of college, I went on Greek retreat at UL with a friend of mine. Um, And I met Jesus on this retreat. So Here's what had happened. I was in my bunk bed um, at the retreat center. And I remember when I got there, I felt a little bit um, not not insecure, just out of place. Um, yeah, from from the rest of the girls there. But not any lack of confidence at all. Just a recognition that, like, we look different. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> we do different things. I'd, yeah. Just I looked a lot different than I do now, I would say. Um, which wasn't a bad thing at all, just different. Um, and I was in I was in my bunk bed one morning and I remember scrolling through wanting to be on Pinterest. I wake up really early and everyone else is sleeping. Um, and Pinterest, they had no service in the cabins. So I had to go on my camera roll on my phone and just see the pictures I'd saved from Pinterest. And um I remember scrolling through and it's like all very superficial things, aesthetically pleasing, mm-hmm. but nothing, you know, yeah, a bunch of nothing. And um, I stumbled upon this picture. I clicked it. And I was like, what is this? Why I saved this? And it was just the definition of the word metanoia. Mm-hmm. Um, it says it derives from the Greek and it's a spiritual conversion, a change of heart. And I remember sitting with it and being like, what the heck? Why did I save that? Uh, and then just like it wasn't long and like, whatever just kept scrolling that day we had a talk from miss robin a bear mm-hmm. um a girl's talk and she um she was like i'm gonna we're gonna do lexio together and she wants to talk about the woman at the well and i've been in catholic school since fourth grade i, I know a little bit about the woman in the well not a bunch but enough um and she sat down like in front of the group facing us and we're all in chairs and she's like everyone close your eyes <laughs> I remember thinking this is the stupidest thing that I've ever done in my life and I like peeked to see if anyone else had their eyes closed I'm like this is wild whatever it's Catholic, crazy Catholic kids and close my eyes again <laughs> um and she starts to talk about the woman at the well um that she went at noon to fill up her water jar and she was alone because she was ashamed and I remember thinking I'm not ashamed it's nothing like this really just hasn't I felt like it had nothing to do with me mm-hmm. um it had so much to do with me but I did not know that um so then she just gets really quiet and she's like all right and I remember being like is she still there like what's going on and she says metanoia and my eyes just shot open she said a spiritual conversion a change of heart and yeah, I didn't really know what to do with myself. I looked over to my friend that I was with and wanted to like shake her, but like she would have no idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was 4 a.m. in my bunk bed. You know, it was like very obviously just for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't remember anything else Ms. Robin talked about. And she's a, such a, I mean, you've just recently got to know her. She's wise um, and caring and gentle, but I was just in no position to receive 
what she had to say, but the Lord uses everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I'll get you. <laughs> just, yeah. just you wait. Even uh, if, yeah. Yeah. You want to uh, have a bad attitude about it? That's fine. Boo, you want to be on your phone all the time? I'm going to sneak a little picture in your oh, camera. No, real yeah. Free. yeah. He loves to meet me on Pinterest. Oh, he He's, loves to meet me on Instagram. Yeah. It's the, it's really sweet though. He meets us exactly where oh, we're at. Yeah. Um, he just knows, he just knows us. Yeah. You know, he just knows. Um, so I left that retreat. I went on. I went to confession for the first time, and I think it was six months. And the only reason I had went six months before that was because a friend passed away, and at her memorial, Father offered confessions, and so that was um, that was a a big a big step. I think going to confession. I remember I had it was like Valentine's Day, so I had like my nails like probably that far away from my fingers <laughs> they were hot pink with flames on them that were red and i remember father renee Pelsier being like well, i like your nails like or just like they commented on my nails and i'd be like yeah i forgot this was coming on a retreat um it was just hilarious it was like it was the best um it was the best and he was super <laughs> gentle with me um and then yeah um like your holy spirit fingers yeah i'm like you like them thanks and i'm showing them my nails and afterwards i was like yeah i don't know why wore these two we had friends like galentine's day after that um no shame i had no shame um so i left that retreat and started to go to sunday mass um and lent was coming up and so father blanda i believe in one of his homilies in new iberia was um, just giving suggestions of what to do for Lent. Um, he said that we could, like, one suggestion is going to daily Mass. And I just can see now it was 100% the grace of God. And I was like, okay, I'll do that. And so I started to attend daily Mass. Um, it did not take long to, yeah, I wanted to receive the Eucharist, I became very attached, very attached to Jesus in the Eucharist um, because I could feel myself changing, and um, I was happy. I like could figure out why Sister was so joyful wow. um, and why she was so full. So I knew a lot about the faith, and I knew I couldn't receive in a state of mortal sin, and that was my life at the time, one habit from the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to confession a lot. And and the priests were amazing and gentle and um yeah I it I just became um just fell in love with Jesus through the mass and through prayer and scripture at home I would um I would go through scripture and opened my Bible that I hadn't opened that I got for first communion wow. and that I had never like really open before except to, except for when my dog died and I put like a piece of her hair yeah. in the Bible. That's know. the sweetest. You put yeah. your puppies further? Yeah. You should have brought your puppy over here today. Anyway, oh, I, I know. should have, That's huh? Okay. She's, yeah. a, she's a mess. She would have been cutting that. flips. I mean, like, ugh. I know. I'm just reflecting on my own healing journey. And First Communion age is probably about the age that you start things start attaching to you, you know? Hmm. So for you to like pick up where you left off and like open your first communion Bible and just like, okay, Jesus, like you're still there. You've always been there, but it's like, 
you going back to that time of like opening your heart when you probably maybe started like hardening it. And like, mm-hmm. that's the age where you start to become, I'm saying that because my six year old is almost there and I see it in her. She's definitely melancholy. So we might need to talk after this. I might need some help. Um, but just how much she allows um, the world around her to dictate how well her day goes and how perfect she can be to avoid like being misunderstood and um, people not liking her and all those things and how healing that's been for me. And so it makes me reflect on when I was that age, what was I thinking? So it's just so cool when you said that. I'm like, wow. I need to go open my first communion Bible and like, you know what I'm saying? Like we can all go back and start over Mm -hmm. every day. We can do that. Isn't that when we become like the bride of Christ? Yeah. That's your first date. (gasps) That's like, your marriage is like first date. Well, I mean, that's what I was thinking as you were talking. It's like, you are basically going back to your first love, right? Like Mm -hmm. you, and that to me, that's the, that's the first photo that you saved in the box of stuff from your first love is that, that first communion Bible because that was your first date. You know, that was the first time you received him. And yeah, that's, that's. Until just now, I didn't realize like that until I expressed where I got that Bible from. I didn't realize that it was from. Well, and then for you to say like you fell in love with Jesus because you kept receiving communion, you would go to daily Mm -hmm. mass every day. I was resonating with that because same with me starting to go to daily mass is what really shifted my whole relationship with him because i was constantly consuming him and you can't you can't constantly consume him and not become more like him and not and not learn more about him and know him more as any more intimately than you can in mass Mm. so yeah you went back to the first date you like yeah opened your bible yeah i was just missing like intimacy yeah um like i also realized like no one has been misjudged more than him. Like they killed him, you know? Um, Like no one, yeah, no one has been rejected more than him or abandoned. Um, In like the deepest, and and I needed that to happen. I needed for all those things to happen. I came to the end of myself. Mm -hmm. I had nothing else, like no other strategies, nothing. And I didn't know I was doing these things. I didn't know that this wasn't intentional, that I was running. Um, I just didn't know him or that this was a possibility. Um, He just swooped me right up. We call him Sneaky Jesus. Like we've been calling him that for years, but there's really nothing sneaky about him. Mm -mm. He's with, he's been with us all the whole time. Um, But he's kind of sneaky the way that he woos us. Like you said, he knows where to meet us. us. Yeah. Yeah. Like the evil one is manipulative mm-hmm. um, and deceiving, but the Lord pulls us to himself with truth yeah, and um, with love and tenderness and like full respect of our, I was talking to a friend about that recently, but the evil one doesn't work like that. Yeah. He manipulates and lies and deceives. Yeah. God is so gentle with like, like you said, he respects the free will that he gave us. Which, again, is just this insane amount of love. What a gentleman. What a gentleman. Yeah. Yep. So good. And I didn't get to know him, like, through the Mass and then, like, immediately fall in love with him. It was a friend. Like, he became, like, my, he became my friend mm-hmm. when I had an, almost none. Um, and he knew me, even though no one else did, it seemed. 
Um, yeah, I say that because it, it sounds so hard and heavy, and it is, but he's not creepy. Like, no, he's yeah, not going to just come at you like, yeah. I am the bridegroom. Mm-hmm. No, he's like, I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, it grows from there, that relationship. So, yeah, it didn't start out um, where I was head over heels, but that didn't take long. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what happened after this? Um, things moved really quickly. Oh, no, yeah, it got bad first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so this is Lent what year? 2019, or 2020. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. Wow. Dun, 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 is right. COVID. And then mass was taken away. Um, oh. And all the sacraments were taken away. And I hit the floor hard. Um, just finding my identity back in social media, even harder than before. I would say I fell harder than before because even one did not have to work to distract me. I didn't know Jesus. He didn't have to do much to keep me away from him. But now I did. Now I really did. And he had to, yeah, pull out some. It didn't take many of his stops to knock me down, but... Without the sacraments, it was easy. Yeah. Easy knockout. Easy knockout. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that was like a, I would say, hmm, maybe seven months of, of like darkness mostly. Um, and then they started to have drive-through confessions in New Iberia. And I went and that um, saved me. And then I just started to go to mass again when they would have, when they would have mass. Um, it didn't take long for him to pick me right back up. It doesn't. He does what he wants, you know. Yeah. Um, Do you remember how you felt um, after that first confession back, like when you drove through confession? Like- oh yeah. Um, I don't remember the first one. I wanted to just be free so badly. Um, yeah. I knew I had known peace at that point and I was not sitting in this for what, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to stay. Why would I live like this if I don't have to? And if I would have known this before, I wouldn't have stayed in the darkness so long, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that can those confessions in that reversion moment, I don't even know if you would call it that because I was so brand new. So it's kind of still the, just the conversion, you know, the climb up. Yeah. Um, were just pages and pages of sins. I was remembering everything from the summer and fall that I had lost myself. And then from my whole life before that, like I was, it was like pruning season for me. Um, Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, like a full detox. Do you know what a general confession is? Mm -hmm. No, I don't know the like exactly what it is, but I want to say that that's kind of what I did. Um, that's what uh, you did when you like isn't that like your first uh, yeah, confession my first of like confession your general back, like, like all you can think you can remember all you can remember I thought that's what that was I mean look it up. over a, like a over a few months that's what I did I mean Father Keith in Iberia shout out he really <laughs> so patient um, wait Father who Father Keith Keith Darwin Landry I think wait Keith Landry yeah in yes. Sacred Heart in New Iberia is he still there now? Mm-hmm. I think that's the one that Laura's related to. He's the priest that gave me um, the imitation of Christ. Okay. He like turned me on to the imitation of Christ. That was life changing for me. Imitation of Christ. If general Beautiful. confession is 
like my can my first one back after 20 something years away i was just like i don't know how to be forgiven for all the sins and the priest was like just start with what's like heaviest on your heart and so i just popped off a couple of really like reoccurring mortal sin that I was living in. And he was like, okay. And I'm like, I don't, I, I was so panicked. He was oh, like, yeah, disorienting. Okay. God wants you want, God wants to forgive you. Like Jesus wants you back. He wants to forgive you. He mm-hmm. wants you to have grace. Um, my first few back, I think were very general. And, um, I think even some now feel general, but if, if I'm, are you Googling it? Yeah. Like what's general confession to you mean? I think it's like a, it's like a actual, like a confession. I also just wait till she Googles it because I'm about to butcher it. Of just like your whole life. Oh. As much is. as you can remember. Oh, like in, in detail? As much as you can remember. Oh, I've never done one of those. I don't think. That's pretty much what I, I mean, I had, yeah, it was, it was needed. You know, I didn't know I'm doing a general confession. I was just yeah. going to confession. Um. But, yeah, that's what it ended up. So, like, you've already been to confession seven times and you're going, you know, and you're going and you're like, oh, and I remember something from Mm -hmm. whatever, 2002, that I need to get off my chest. Well, I mean, I was two in 2002, but, yeah. Well, I Brittany. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, that kind of happens to me now lately. The Mm -hmm. more I go, I try to go every two weeks. I go. Sometimes it's... Doesn't even take two weeks. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. I because the more I go, the more that comes back to me mm-hmm. of my sensitive, my sinny sin or years of like, there's just, there's so much in there. Yeah. How long it's, you been at this? When would, when did you have your conversion? Third, 2021, January, 2021. Wonderful. Look yeah. at us. Look at us. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> It's a general, and it happened like we have a lot of similarities in our story. But I mean, I wasn't a model or an influencer, but um, just the being away and the thinking I could find things that would continue to make me happy, and knowing immediately that it wouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, like just whatever this yeah. this beautiful trip I get to go on across the world. Ooh, I was miserable there. Mm-hmm. This, you know, whatever it, nothing felt real. Not the friendships, not the status, nothing. Not the social media followers. It doesn't work, y'all. Don't try it. I mean, <laughs> it's just, you know. It's all vanity passing away. Oh, my oh, gosh. Vanity. Oh, vanity. <laughs> it's in confession a couple weeks ago. I'm like, listen, Father. Y'all, this is how vain I am. Can we talk about it real quick? I'm like, listen, I'm not really. I don't find myself to be a super judgmental person. But lately, I've just been spotting. I've been feeling judgy. Like, I've just been spotting a lot of vanity in other people. And I don't like that about myself. That, like, that I'm feeling this way. That it keeps crossing my mind. And he goes, I mean, you're struggling with vanity. <laughs> That's what you see. Mm-hmm. He didn't say it like uh, that. He go, No, he said, you know, maybe you're struggling with some vanity. He's like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nope, you're definitely, I definitely am. Mm -hmm. That's how vain I am. I just walked into this confessional to confess that I see it in other people and I'm judgmental. Not only am I judgmental, I'm vain. Mm. Like, thank you. And that's 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 the Lord like, hey, Mm -hmm. pay attention, peanut. Like, you know, you already know this. Mm Mm-hmm. And here you are thinking you're so cool walking into confession saying, I don't want to be judgmental. And yeah, well, you also don't want to be vain, sis. And guess what? <laughs> you got two. You got two. Two for one. Yeah. Look at that. 
yeah, what else you spotting other people, Kayla? Maybe we can go ahead and get that out of the way while you're in here. You know, that's what I need a priest to say to me next time. What you told me, if you spot it, you got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I learned that from Kristen. Okay, so general confession refers to going to confess confession and confessing all the sins for an extended period of time instead of just confessing those sins committed since one's previous confession. Oh, yeah. So I think like your first general confession, like when you convert to the faith or like you come back to you the all faith, clean. it's like, let me think of everything I've done yeah. and try to remember frequency and what blah, blah, blah. But like then it's like the, the pruning comes when you were more aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, who's got time for that? If I had to go back and try to count all the times. It was worth it. It was worth it. The general, not all the times, not like quant. That's what she just said, frequency. Well, sometimes they tell you, like, to make a specific confession. It's like, oh, I got drunk three times in the last month. Like, oh, I'm like, if I'm supposed to count how many times I got drunk in the last 20 years, we're not going to general general confession. Okay. Yeah, it's general. I got you. So, okay. So, we were were accurate. And, like, we need to be, I need a blanket. Yes. Forgiveness of, of two decades. Yeah. And I promise to try to really get it together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just to say what what you remember as you remember it. Yeah. I need to be forgiven for all the all the sins, all of them, all the beatitudes, yeah. all the commandments, it, all the yeah. stuff, all of, all of them, all the beatitudes. Oh man, <laughs> all of them. Just go ahead and just just do it. Yeah. Best thing that ever happened to me was that confession in this room. Mm. In here. In here. I think I heard about this. You've spoken about it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. That's that's how much Jesus loves me. It's like he knew. He literally met her so where she bad. was. Yeah. Literally came <laughs> into my home mm-hmm. and into this space and gave this young man all all the the boldness to just be like, hey, does that door lock? Do you want to have confession? Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't, but I do. Yeah. How free. Did you fly uh, out of here? Um, yeah, with a completely swollen face. I mean, if, if people didn't know any better, you'd have thought he beat me up because I just yeah. I could not <laughs> stop crying. But there was a huge, from what Christy tells me, like a complete change in me yeah. from then on out. Yeah. It was like the dams were broken. Oh, slob kebab? Is that what we're talking slob about? Kebab, I mean, I slob kebab, but also that, just but. like, I don't know. You know, it's like when you're trying to hold it all together, you don't even know you're holding your own breath. It was just like this exhale. That, like, you could see it, and then it was just, like, the trickle effect of her, like, just her, like, un- being unblinded. You know, mm, it was, like, yeah. foggy at first a little bit, and then it was just, like, a whole new world. You could just see it in her and, like, hear it in her, and there was just this pent-up, I think, like, restlessness and frustration. Yeah. And then after that, it was just, like, the floodgates were open, and it was, just like, a, a taste of freedom. Yeah, because, I mean, for so long, you're living as somebody that you're not. Like, mm-hmm. And, I mean, this is still, like, that pruning with me still happening. We talked about this on Miss Robin's episode. Is like, the Lord's still, like, crucifying parts of me. He's like, I'm like, I don't even recognize myself. Who's the new girl? I remember having that conversation with my very first spiritual director. I'm like, I just, it's an identity crisis. And, and even some days, the Lord's just like, you haven't met the daughter I created yet. Like, we still got work to do, sis. Like, you're starting to see 
parts of her and like a lot of parts of her, but you haven't, I haven't even actually met that daughter yet. I can't wait to meet her. I mean, I probably won't get like the full version of her till heaven, but the idea that he had of each of us, like this, this blows my mind. Just the sheer idea of you, Brittany. He loved the idea of you so much. Like he had to bring it to life. There she go. There she goes. (laughs) (laughs) So who are we not to respond to that kind of love? You know, like, yeah. And the world messes us all up and we start living in it. And, you know, our masks get on at a very early age. Like you just alluded to that in your story. Nobody could see you. Nobody was like you. I couldn't see me. That's because nobody's supposed to be like you. Yeah. 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 So. Mm. It's good stuff, y'all. It's good stuff. He loves us a lot. A whole, whole lot. Do you understand what it means when somebody says God loves you, Jesus loves you? Like, Do you feel that? Yeah, there was a point. um, Actually, I, I tell people this when I give my testimony. I was probably a freshman in college and a girl at, um, I guess we were at Wisdom. I don't know. I don't know where I was, but there's a girl that I didn't know and a group of people said, I love Jesus. And I remember literally audibly responding. I was like, you what? You like, (laughs) you what? I was just like, I remember thinking like you were doing the most, like calm down, you know, (laughs) this is too much. Cause I was thinking he wants your like respect. He wants your obedience. He doesn't want your love. Like you can calm down. You don't need to do all that. You know, like who are you trying to impress right here? And I think if I remember correctly, I remember the girl getting, and I have no idea who this was. So praise God for her patience with me. Um, if you're listening, message us. Yeah. Let us know. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. <laughs> I remember her getting embarrassed um, and, and like sheepish, you know? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I did not understand that at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he wanted our love. You know? Oh, I didn't know anything. Yeah. And how sad. Like, that's the poor. That's the poor right there. Because mm-hmm. um, if I have nothing but Jesus, I have everything. But I hadn't everything but Jesus. You know? That's like the poorest of the poor. Yeah. What do you think your generation needs to see that? To come to the end of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's personal, you know. I think it's a, yeah. We need to meet the person of Jesus Christ and not just the idea of Jesus mm-hmm. or a picture or a statue. Um, yeah. We just don't know him. That's why we don't love him. That's it. Do you think people that are um, caught up in, I guess, well, maybe your generation and, and younger, do you feel like they're scared of the silence? Um, I think we're all scared of the silence. But particularly, like, my generation is kind of like the sandwich generation, I guess, in some ways, because we know what it's like to not have internet, and we know what it's like to have internet. So I feel like we're the last generation that really knows what it's like to be un- be disconnected, but then also like struggle with connecting via these digital tools. Whereas your generation, it's always been around, right? Since mm-hmm. you've been aware of it. So do you feel like there is a sense of if I turn all of these things off, then what? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was a huge fear. That was a huge 
moment for me. And that was around the same time of the car and all of that. Um, I remember thinking, if I stop this, if I stop modeling, um, if I delete the social media, that wasn't even an option. That's not an option. Um, Because then who am I? And genuinely, like, who am I? Like, who are we? Who is any of? Who is anyone? Like, you are who you make yourself out to be. Like, you you choose your brand, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. what that's what we're being taught. Um. So if I de- if I delete everything that I just worked four years to to build, then who am I? Um. Yeah, that was a scary feeling. Did you delete it? No, no, I still have it. But I definitely stopped modeling. Um. Obviously. We talked about this. I didn't even. I didn't even allude to it, and um, in my little testimony I just gave. But um, I graduated college in 2021, and I entered the convent in August. Yeah, well, hello. <laughs> yeah. Big, what? Big turnaround, right? Yeah. Okay. So wants. COVID confession, drive-through confessions, going back to mass and the sacraments. That's mm-hmm. 2020. And then graduated in May of 2021. Mm-hmm. You said okay, and you went straight. To the convent in August, yeah. Which, Which one? one? The Servidor is in Maryland. Yeah. Why them? Um, it was discernment. I I got a spiritual director in 2021 as well as Father Bryce Sibley. Um, and he we never spoke about religious life. Um, unless I alluded to it, and I alluded to it quickly because I remember like just get, putting it on the table like first appointment. Look, by the way, I have a boyfriend, but. There's been some times where I thought about being a nun in the past. And he's like, okay, you know, <laughs> well, then what, you know, um, we never talked about it again until, um, yeah, I had broke up with that boyfriend in February and um, just really, and even before breaking up with him, I knew it, I knew it was coming. Um, and it wasn't like it was before when I was in high school, it was, um, Actually, I remember being in virtual adoration in my parents' living room um, and had Jesus on my phone. And my phone was propped up on the table and I was just sitting there staring at him. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, I want nothing more than to be your wife. Like nothing more. Um, wow. And then I remember being like, oh, that's possible, actually. And just kind of like looking at him like, oh, hold up. I can do that. She just winking at her screen. I can do that if you you want me to. And he didn't. He didn't. He never. um, That's part of discernment. Like, I didn't know. You know, I didn't know if this is what he wanted or just what I wanted. I didn't know if what I wanted meant that he wanted. didn't know anything about this. It's foreign. Um, And then I remembered, wait, didn't I feel this in high school? Like, didn't I want this at some point before? I forgot about that. Because this wasn't anything like it. This was completely free. Um, And that felt like a curse being put on me. And this was like, I wanted to like scream it from the rooftop. So it took a lot of discernment. Um, and then, yeah, I just I went on a come and see with the Servadoras. And two days after I graduated college in May and um, entered application two days after that come and see. Um, and that application lasted until the end of August. And then or the beginning of August. And then we set my leaving date for the end of August and I entered two weeks later. Wow. What are your parents thinking this whole time? Like between your COVID, Oh my goodness, yeah. Like you're before COVID, COVID, <laughs> back in it. Then you're like I remember sitting, in the, I, sitting in the living room with the phone on adoration, yeah. like Google Gaga. They're like, shout, our middle child is crazy. 
What is happening? No, literally. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I saw someone else doing these things, even just like a year before that, I would be like, you're nuts. It's you're it's nuts. Because so, you're, it's the extreme of it's both. A, yeah. It's know. not natural. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah. That's not a natural thing. Um. Yeah. My parents. Oh, goodness. So patient and like gentle with me. Would you talk to them about it? Yeah. When I came home from that retreat, from that Greek yeah. retreat, I told my mom everything. All those random, and there was many yeah. little like, I call them sprinkles of of what you would call, quote, coincidence. There's no coincidences with yeah. God. Um, and I remember telling her all of it and just being like, isn't that nuts? Like, what do you think? Isn't that crazy? And she was like, like washing dishes or something. And she just like stops, looks up at me and she's like, you could think about it. And I remember being like, oh, whoa. I wanted so badly for someone to to say that. I think I was just expecting everyone yeah. to just be like, yeah, it's nuts, whatever, move on. But just like for someone to invite me, someone. Really? Oh, that's And beautiful. she did. Um, and that's okay, why I started Mom. to go. Yeah, I know. Well wonderful. played, yeah. Yeah. She's such a good listening ear. And that was, that was what I was expecting in in that moment. So for her to even speak got my attention for her to say that and for it to like land so like like a a relief i would say like oh finally okay someone invited me oh gosh isn't that beautiful i just thought about it yeah yeah it's really beautiful i was just like yearning for him wow yeah so throughout the discernment and the the radical and very quick conversion i would say and within a year of meeting jesus um a year and a half, I was discerning religious life and entered a convent less than two years later. Um, and that is really quick. None of it felt quick. Mm. It was very, very peaceful. Nothing felt rushed. Anything rushed is not of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't need someone to tell me that sentence to know it. I just knew him. And this was not, if anything felt pressured or quick, um, and there was no peace there, then I just stepped back. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the invitation to enter the convent, um, I did, entered as a postulant, which the word postulant, if you break it down, means to ask questions. You enter oh. to discern more. A seminarian, like a diocesan seminarian, um, um, doesn't have to do that. They can stay home. They can discern, um, usually with their family still, if they're going to enter the seminary in their diocese, which do they have to do that? Uh, like, do if, like, do you have to enter the seminary in the diocese that you are a member of? No. no? You could go anywhere? I think you can request. Okay. I think, you, I think like you can request bishop, where right? you go. Um, I know like for us, I think it's after your first year and you'd have to ask Father Dubrock the specifics, but I think their first year, um, They'll discern here in the mm-hmm. in the seminary where we have like of that our diocese uses so at St. Ben's, um, but then it's at the discretion of the vocations director and the director of seminarians and the bishop of where you'll go as you move more into like actual school. So okay. that first year, I think if I'm if I'm remembering this correctly, for for your first year in the seminary is discernment. But you go do that at the seminary. Okay. It's, well, I can't remember the word, but I don't it's know. There, but whatever all I know year. is Father Bryce grew up in the Diocese of Lafayette, 
And he is in the Diocese of New Orleans. So. Yes, because he's a teacher at the seminary now. Uh, no, that's Father Bryce Sibley. Father Bryce Higginbotham's Higginbotham. from Church Point. Okay. But he went to St. Ben's and put in the request to be in the Homa Thibodeau Diocese. Yeah. So I think there's some sort of oh, okay. So you can request. So same thing with Father Corey Laverne. Um, He's from Lake Charles, the Diocese of Lake Charles. That's where he started off as a priest was at the Diocese of Lake Charles. And then now he's in the Diocese of Lafayette. So I think that's just a request you make. Um, well, girls can't do none of that. No, we don't have that freedom. Mm-mm. So in religious life in general is different. If, yeah. a, if a young man was discerning um, a religious vocation, like a consecrated life. So I had to leave to discern it. You know, I can't. I had to step out of the boat. Um I, I couldn't discern any more here in this state. I had to to take that step, and so I did. And, yeah, entering the convent was very difficult for my family. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't move away all of my, my whole life. Uh, I did summer projects in Georgia with Focus um, that summer before entering the convent. That was the first time I moved away. Um, it was just three months, and we knew it was only going to be three months. But you don't—when I left, I had no intentions of coming back ever. And I was entering an order that are missionaries. So I could have been placed in Africa and been there. Modern, like I could have never seen my family again, possibly, you know. Um, so that's not a big, I mean, it's not a small ask of my family. Not that I asked them anything. I just did it. But um, yeah, that was hard. A huge suffering for them. So you were there how long? Just three months. What was it like when you stepped foot in there? Um, you still felt freedom, or did you, were you yes. a little like? Yes, I felt free. Yeah. I the first like second I entered the convent, um, they were in adoration. So my mother came outside and we chatted for a bit. Met met my parents, and um, they were staying the weekend. So I was gonna see them like the next day and stuff. But when we told them goodbye, just for just for the night, not answered adoration. So the very first moments I had in the convent were in adoration and I was in the very like first row. So I just remember like kneeling down and um, wow. this is hilarious, but I remember just kneeling down and looking at the Lord and be like, how did you get me here? Like, <laughs> you got me to a convent. I was a model. Like, what? <laughs> um, just being like, you're crazy. Like that is wild. Um, that is wild. Isn't that nuts? Like, just the idea of it. I mean, the whole thing didn't feel wild at all. But I could, yeah. I mean, just even saying the words to people, they're like, what on earth? You know? And Yeah, I just, I'm like, you're doing something for your kingdom. Go for it. I'm very little and can offer almost nothing. Um, but I'll be, I'll do it. You know? I'll go. There must be some sanguine, the sanguine in you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did just yeah. do it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah, they have a lot of just, just do, do it, it in me. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I particularly love about our temperaments is all we need is an invitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're down. Yeah. All we need is an invitation. So if the Lord invited you, you're in. If your mom given you that little invitation, you're in. That's all we need. Yeah. Is a little invite. I have found that to be so true, even in just the last. Um. The last few months, even more, anytime I want to invite someone somewhere, there's 
always that immediate hesitation or, or that immediate i mean obviously who's that from the evil one mm-hmm. um don't do it like they're not gonna it's too much too fast or um that's a big ask for them let them choose it on their own or and every single time i listen to that i mean i don't know what would have happened but when i don't and when i just ask anyway they always say yes always mm-hmm. like and I tell them, I almost didn't ask because I just felt like, I don't know, I almost didn't. Um, but like, oh my goodness, we're all just craving an invitation. Mm-hmm. And there's so much freedom there. You're not being forced, but you are expected, you know? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. been big right now. You're not forced. You're just expected. Yeah. Like coming home. Yeah. Everyone's expected at home. Yeah. You know? If you're not home now, then you'll be home later. That is, I love that. I'm going to take that into like some thought later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that into some thought later. I've been thinking about that, That's especially so with the holidays coming up. Yeah. Um, how everyone's like, or everyone should be expected at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, yeah, even if we don't go, you're always expected. And that's just how it is. That's how it is with our lord mm-hmm. like we're always expected he he thirsts for us and i mean if do y'all listen to abiding together podcast this last episode they um put out was about mother Teresa's letter to her community um and it's all about how the lord thirsts i think that might be what it's called my thirst i don't know something like that and that's just been like popping up like crazy this last week um and just basically mother Teresa just explains like if you're not with him like he yearns to be with you like you were missed um like you were you're just desired and expected you know but you're not forced and you're free to choose but why would you not go you know doesn't that feel so opposite of what we thought faith in Jesus was growing up yeah yeah, 100%. You know, it's so funny how, I guess the enemy has to be blamed for that. I don't know. But it's just so weird because that is not how it felt. And I think that's a lot of reasons why people are no longer Catholic or like don't like Catholics is because there was so much focus on the rules and the discipline of it because that's what that generation of the church needed at the time. And somehow that just like stuck in there. Um, like a thorn in the side and not that it's not needed. There's definitely, we need to like give up things that we need to sacrifice and all of those and embrace the cross and all of those things. But it's not, that's not the whole story. Oh yeah. St. Therese is all screaming that. I love her so much. Yeah. Me too. Um, so one of our earlier episodes with Zach Petrie, do you remember Mm -hmm. him talking about this? Uh So I quoted him earlier when I said, that's a love that deserves a response. Another thing he said in his episode was, you know, when the Lord's hanging on the cross and he says, I thirst. Mm -hmm. It's like, I thirst for you, Brittany. Oh, yeah. I thirst for you, Christy. I thirst for you, Caitlin. I remember when Zach said that, like, that's always stuck with Mm -hmm. me. That's something that comes to mind anytime I'm staring at a crucifix is like, and I love a crucifix, Mm -hmm. is like, oh, my gosh, you did this for me. Mm Mm-hmm. You did this for me. Like, that's that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. Was it always like that for you to see 
the Lord on in a crucifix? Yes. That's always been something wow. that has attracted my eyes, even before my reversion or conversion, whatever we're going to call it. Like BC Kayla is what I like to call it. Yeah. Um, that's always been something that has attracted my eyeballs. So lately when my in my holy hour, I'll sit under the crucifix in our chapel at St. Leo. And this past week, I was just staring up at him. And I don't know what it is. I need to like probably talk to my spiritual director about this. But the monsters. You hear me talk about the monsters yeah. a lot? It just keeps coming to my head constantly how I need to be praying for the monsters in the world. Like, I don't know why. And Who's the monster? I digress. Like, the monsters. Like, the people child who traffickers people. and yeah. rapists and murderers and, like, Bullies. the monsters. Like, mm. just the big monsters. It's so confrontational but like they're not i know which you know? is why i i know i know that right but that I'm is so, so hard to to like, having this conversation with god like yeah. i'm supposed to see you in the monsters right i know that mm-hmm. so anyway it's like how did they get there yeah but that's um, the gift of mercy so yeah oh, and you so have to have i the have gift this of mercy like to see that anyway i have these wild dreams and like and it, there's a whole thing that goes into this but uh, lately, I've been having lots of conversation with the Lord about the monsters. They came up again Thursday morning. And, like, this is the middle of the night, feels like. I mean, it's not. It's 4 a.m. But so I'm talking to him about them. Like, I'm staring up at the cross, and I'm like, I just, I need you to help me understand the monsters. I was asking him to show me, like, their pain so I can understand how to love them and how to specifically pray for them. And, and he, y'all, again, clear as day, he goes, I did this for you. It's like he wanted me to stop asking about the monsters. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. He's like up We're there. We're not here to talk about eyes. them. He's like, I-, I did this for you. Mm. I know. Because when sometimes when we talk about the monsters, he helps me. And we talk about the monsters. But Thursday, and I think this is kind of full circle because he meets us exactly where we are. I've been trying to distract myself because I'm so sad. So even in prayer, I'll, I'll try to distract myself from that. Instead of just like inviting the Lord into the sadness, but so I'm staring up at him. He's like, "I didn't. I did this for you." He didn't say I didn't do it for them. He said, "I did this for you." And so I was like, "Oh, okay. I'm not supposed to talk today. Like, I'm just supposed to sit here and let you like love me." Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, "Okay, I'll do that." And it was good, (laughs) but I mean, I love I love your conversations. Why are you sad with Jesus? There's just a lot going on with my family. We can talk about that post-show, but y'all pray for us. Yeah. I will. Yeah. So, yeah, I have a lot to be happy about, too, but I'm just, I have, like, just this heavy heart right now. Mm. Well, to Um, be joyful, it's not, joy comes because there's been suffering. Yeah. So joy is, like, there's some suffering, and I'm, like, not running from it. I'm, like, going through it, and then the gift of that is joy. Yeah. I'm going. I'm just going. without it. Yeah, no, I'm just going through yeah. um, things that we'll all have to go through one day. I'm just in the thick of it right now, and it's just heavy. Um, and I'll talk about it eventually, but I don't know where, where this situation will be once this airs. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's just a, it's just a heaviness that's happening. Um, and I'm trying, so another conversation I have with Jesus, I'm like, let's hurry up and get me through this 
sad part <laughs> so that I can be, so yeah. that I can, so I can be the best I need to be moving forward. And like, oh. you know, like I need to be strong and solid for this little bit of time that we'll have left. Like I need to be good. So yeah. let's be sad real quick. Like, let's hurry up and get that part over with. Yeah. I'm so funny. Like I try to trick grief and science, you yeah. know, and like bend it to my will, but I can't. Um, so, yeah. So anyway, I don't even know how we got on the topic yeah. of that, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Conversations with Jesus. Jesus and crucifixes. And adoration. Yeah. So what happens after <laughs> we're, 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 we're dialing it back? Uh, what? So what happened after that adoration for the next three months? Like, yeah. tell us about your three-month discernment. Mm. Postulancy. Asking all the questions. Thank you for sharing that, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. Open book. Um, that was rough. That was a rough three months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't, it didn't take long in the convent to know that I wouldn't stay. Um, and not because I wasn't happy, but it just, I just knew it wasn't for me. Mm. Uh, shock of my life. What? I mean, at least for the shock of the last six months, it was because as long as I knew I was going to enter. Um, but I remember being like, what on earth, you know, like, what is this? Um, so I stayed, I knew I wasn't going to stay, but I didn't know how long I knew I wasn't going to stay in the convent, but I didn't know how long to stay in the convent. And that all is discernment. I mean, the fact that you even know to enter a convent is discernment. So it takes, yeah, it's not a one person decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of it was with like directors and, um, and superiors that I uh, like discern that it what the Lord's will was for me. Um, so yeah, the time in the convent wasn't rough. I get it mixed up in my head, but coming home was rough. Oh, um, so explain it to us lay people who have never been a postulant. Yeah, if we could, <laughs> if we could uh, like make an analogy of it as like a date, like dating. Oh no, not a date. Person can't engagement oh engagement yes so it's like you met this boy six months ago and you're like oh I love no so i much. met him a year and a half a year before yeah. that a year before that yeah and you're like okay he proposed we're gonna get engaged he didn't propose i i proposed, she proposed. you proposed yeah. i'm just like trying to relate it to like a normal but, person yeah. yeah 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 so i would say in if we're gonna relate it this way and make an analogy so he did not propose i did but he did not say no mm-hmm until he wanted to say no. And so mm. it was time for him to say no. I wouldn't have entered a convent if the Lord told me no. Yeah. You know, I'm not throwing myself at the Lord. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing all that. Um, That's a different kind of thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. It was too easy. Oh, no, I set it up. It was too easy. easy. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um. Dude, what were you even talking about? Uh, Where was I going? Tr- Christy loves analogies. I love so you're, analogies. You're, okay, so I'm trying to get in. Yeah. I'm trying to relate. I'm trying. That was 100 percent an engagement. Okay. Um. A, a religious sister is is her spouse is Jesus. Okay. Um. And I was engaged to be. So when they make their final vows, the sisters, um, they get a wedding band, and that takes seven years before you make final vows. Um, and there's 
temporary vows in between that. But um, I knew very, like I understood that very clearly. I mean, I think if you don't understand it, you would enter. Yeah. But um, yeah, so leaving was breaking off an engagement and that was hard. Wow. Um, Can you talk like how, how did you know? Like to did leave? you start to feel like unrest, lots okay. of unrest, um, everything. Yeah, I mean, and it was like, ugh, is this just the community? I mean, you're dating. I, w- I would say when you're discerning, you're you're discerning the community. Um, maybe at some point, discernment interior. Well, discernment interiorly stops at one point, and then you have to discern exteriorly, and that's when you visit communities. I mean, if you if you know your your vocation, then you're just discerning what community to enter. And it's all about the charism. Yeah. Um, so there was, there was times where I'm like, is it just the community? Am I, did I enter the wrong community? All of this w- was upsetting because I discerned it with the Lord. Yeah. You know? So I, I don't like the language of saying, um, Oh, she misunderstood the Lord's will for her or, um, that's to say, I don't know him, you know, or that, yeah, that like he would let me. Yeah, that he would let me go so far. I mean, go so far. I didn't. I was there for three months. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean, just to get you there in the first place. Like, yeah. I don't think that the Lord puts. No, it's just not like him. That's not his. Like, yeah. That's not. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, how would I explain it? What am I explaining? You just felt unrest. Like, how did you feel knowing that it was time to go? Um, yeah, how did you his know? His no. What did his no? How did you know he was saying no? When the when the decision to make to leave was just as peaceful as it was to enter. Yeah. Uh, Boom. I mean, that has to be life changing. Just right there, mm-hmm. learning discernment. Oh yeah, but we you spend have to a learn whole dis- lifetime like trying to figure out. That's discernment of the spirits is Mm -hmm. a big part of it. Yeah. um, A huge part of it. And it doesn't help that you're entering into, you're taking a radical, I mean, just the steps that I would make before that, I had, I was not uh, foreign to spiritual warfare. Um, Mm. So then you're discerning that. Is this just spiritual warfare? So you have to be, um, like the dust kind of got to settle to mm-hmm. get your head. Yeah. I think that's why I was there for three months. Um, yeah. So you come home after three months and you're peaceful about coming home, but then you get home and you're not peaceful. I'm peaceful about coming home, but I'm very sad. Um, I felt incredibly abandoned by God, incredibly abandoned. Um, and my, my trust that I obviously had, too much of not too i would never say that that you could have too much trust in the lord but just to give you an idea of like i would have done anything at that point i did not trust him at all Mm. um and i was believing the lies that um that he led me here and dropped me and and just abandoned me um and i will say looking back i really see that i thought that a life following the Lord would mean no suffering. Oh my goodness. Uh, I fell for that too. Sha. Oof. What a big letdown. Um, yep. And I knew it sounded silly and it wasn't like I would have ever said it out loud, but yeah. I really thought like 
I could, it doesn't matter the circumstances. Nothing will hurt again. Like, because I have him. Boom. Yeah. Boom. yeah. And then. And then it hurt. And then I felt abandoned um, by that. That was, that was the whole. Yeah. The meat and potatoes of it. Yeah. Um, so for a while, I would say probably a year after. Um, and I'm two years out of the convent now on december 3rd i will be i've been home for two years um yeah that first year was a lot of pain a lot of pain and healing Mm -hmm. it needed to open up again Mm -hmm. um and that's when i met father dubrock and um beth um beth davis with blessed is she and that was like a huge turnaround, a huge turnaround. And I look back and I think I, I thought I knew everything before I answered the convent. I'm like, what's more to know? Like, we are tight. I mean, we are tight. <laughs> we homies. I didn't even know that that was possible. Yeah. And like, I'm close with the, the God of creation. Are you kidding? What could go wrong? Um, yeah. And nothing did. It was just, I didn't understand. I knew him in the joys. And I didn't know him in sorrow. Mm. And he wanted me in both. Um, and that was a huge thing for me. He wanted to share in my joys and in my sorrows. And I wanted to share in his. Um, yeah. I think a lot of people th- would say that or assume that the pain was because uh, I, I hear a lot from people Um it must be really hard to come back after you like left and told everyone bye um because like it it looks like yeah because you were confused you know or something along those lines yeah um yeah and that no one you don't really understand it unless i don't blame anyone for this i mean it's who enters a convent these days you know <laughs> i mean i know many people now yeah but um i didn't know anyone before that yeah that's why I was asking for the analogy because it's not something that we can. No, it's, and the language of God is so innate to us, but we're so lost that it's like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. You know, what does it mean when He loves us? What does it mean when He thirsts for us? What does it mean when He says no to us? Like, all of these things will be the language of what we experience in heaven, but we're not in heaven yet. We're on, we're in the world, and there's lots of noise, and there's lots of filters we put on things and masks we put on things, and so. Yeah, it's a different experience, but when we can relate it to a common experience, it helps us to see like, oh, yeah, that wasn't a mistake. That wasn't mm-hmm. wasted time. Mm-mm. You know, God always has something to learn from it. So on the surface, it may look like all those things that people want to think, but really deep down, like he, he uses it all, you know? Yeah. And who's to say this is that was a big thing for me. Who is to say that he that entering that that doesn't I'm discerning, you know, it doesn't mean you stay forever. Um but who's to say that that I wouldn't learn something there? Like there was something I had to learn in that that I would yeah. not have learned if I stayed. Certainly. Um, I look at it as like a an adventure. It is an you adventure. You and your bestie go on. We like, just have expectations that we yeah. put oh, yeah, well, on ourselves. That's our fault. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He's like, No, sis, like, let's go on an adventure. I'm gonna take you mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. 
and you go and you're like, okay, well, we did that. So what's next? No, that, yeah. yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. Life, me and Father Brock talked about this. Life with Jesus is the last thing that's going to be not exciting. Exactly. Oh my goodness. I went to a van, you know, I was up in there. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I, um, I gave a talk on this last weekend to some middle school kids. The the whole, like, I was like, what's my topic? She said, is being good boring? And I'm like, okay, oh I see you, Jesus. No, this is the most adventurous life I'll ever live. And it only got to be this much of an adventure is when I got my bestie back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I true thought, freedom. I thought I was on adventures before that, but I wasn't. Like, this is the wildest ride I've ever been on. And like, don't take me off this roller coaster. Yeah. Until it's time to go to heaven. When you said that earlier, uh, when you said earlier that like being on that vacation, you were like miserable. It's miserable. Yeah. I was uh, in the coolest place ever and I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt that. Like the times where people envied me the most, I was the most miserable. Mm-hmm. Like just how we don't, like, I don't know. We just don't see. Mm-mm. We're miserable. so desperate to fit in. Like I'm speaking for myself and I'm speaking from a mom of a middle schooler and what I see. And it makes me so sad. Um, that we just like turn off all the good things in our life to like fully embrace all the empty things. But it's like, you don't know till you find yourself empty, like you said. And so it's like, as a mom, it's so hard of daughters to just be like, okay, I got to watch till they find their empty part. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you want to do everything you can to just give them what you have now. But the reality of it is, is like they have to have their own suffering, their own crosses, their own experiences to discover it in the way that God is calling them to. And their relationship with him is going to look different from mine. And so it's just a whole nother layer in perspective as a parent. Um, That has to be painful. It's so painful. It's so painful. But that's why we have Mary as like our model, because it really is like watching your child on the cross, like, and also being on the cross at the same time, like feeling so helpless and so crucified, not in, I'm not saying that in a disrespectful way, because nobody could ever be crucified the way Jesus was, but that's why he calls us to carry our cross Mm -hmm. because that's where we're most united to him. And as a parent, there is nothing more painful as a human my humanness, there's been nothing more painful than what parenting has brought. And like having your little heart, pieces of your little heart walking around in the world is the most vulnerable, painful experience. And also the most joyful. Huh? You're exposed. So exposed. Yeah. But so much joy. Like he gives so much joy in those like painful places and so much like I was thinking about your mom when you were talking to her and she's washing the dishes like I pray that my daughter has that kind of conversation with me when she's your age you know? oh it wasn't a deep one I mean it was just like it was more of a listen to this crazy thing that happened what a, like this so ironic that I would see that and then yeah tell <laughs> it her. doesn't have to be deep it some doesn't. teenagers just don't like no. to talk to their moms at all oh I love to talk to my mom but just to be just that you even saw that and you were like hey mom what you think like that is the moment as a mom that you just crave with your kids you know and I think that's what Jesus wants from us too it's not like let me wait and talk to him when I'm on my knees those all those things are great on my knees in the morning, on my knees in the evening. But like th- 
throughout the day, anytime we have a moment, like Teresa says, a surge of the heart, like that's the Mm -hmm. conversation that he wants to have with us. Not when things are really good, just really good and just really bad. Yeah. He wants those like in-betweens too. He wants all of us. Yeah. Like every piece, every last piece. That was like, yeah. Well, who's the person that I said this last weekend I'm going to talk to? Who's the person that you talk to most during the day? Besides myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it should be Jesus. But it's not? But it's not. Who's yours? Um, I work remotely, but we go to the office like, often. Um, if I'm at my house, then it must be Jesus just because I'm not talking to anyone. Um, but at the office and my coworkers. Mm. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I wish, I wish it would be. I mean, I feel like I talk to Jesus all day. Like if, like, you know, we get our screen time at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Like if we had a screen time of like, yeah, just a thing of who, who's talking, like who you talking to throughout the day. Mm -hmm. If somebody, I'm pretty sure he would be the top person because I'm, I just, I talk to him all day before I answer a phone call typically because I need Jesus, before I answer this phone call, I'm talking to Jesus. And then when I get off the phone, I'm like, ah, I probably could have done that a little bit better. You know? <laughs> um, I'm not saying I talk to him all day, all the time. But if I had to say there's one person I'm in conversation with constantly, it is him. That's all it should be. Um, yeah. It's a goal to strive for, for sure. It's a something to keep at the top of mind. I think a lot of times I think I'm praying about something, but really I'm just thinking about it. No, that's that's the I was thinking that when she was talking. Yeah. I th- I'll think about him all day long, but how many times do I like turn my heart and speak to yeah. him? Is not often in the day. Not as often as it should be. It's often not as often as it should be. Yeah. Uh, I hope I'm not sounding like I'm doing this no. right all the time. No, that cuz that's how certainly it not be. it. But a lot of my conversations with him throughout the day is like you got that right like mm-hmm. or i'll be thinking about something and i'll look up immediately and be like i don't even need to think about this anymore like you're yeah. in charge yeah right or hey what are we gonna do or anytime i get in my vehicle i'm like you're gonna still keep this thing running today right like that these are the conversations yeah, that I have. yeah. <laughs> but it's beautiful <laughs> even in my stay. car like when i'm slamming on my brakes and i yeah. want to scream a curse word i'm like jesus i know you're in here with me but are you freaking kidding me it's the fear of the lord yeah. you know uh yeah yeah probably it talks about that yeah I'm like there's just I feel like that's the only way we can bring heaven to earth which is what we're called to do right now you know for the longest time over the last few years I'm like my goal is to get to heaven my goal is to get to heaven my goal is to get to heaven and that is definitely like that's the plan right Mm -hmm. we all want to get there we all like want to fiercely protect our sainthood. We want to be with our creator at the end of the day. But if we're supposed to be in heaven, we'd be there. He wouldn't have put us here. Mm-hmm. And he's in charge. So yeah. here we are all stuck down here. And we're called down here because we're supposed to bring heaven to earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how else do you do that? You can't do it without him. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to not, I don't want to do anything without him. Because I want to freaking get there so bad, I want to make damn sure I'm doing it right down here yeah. as often as I can. I'll screw up constantly. Do not get me wrong. 
but it sucks down here without him. Yeah, it is not a good time. It sucks. Uh-uh. And I think that's that kind of brings this whole conversation full circle. It's like the world is whack. It's not fun. It's not cool. Yeah. But as soon as you bring your holy homeboy with you, it's like that's... <laughs> Holy that, to me, that's the only thing that makes it better. That's the name of the I episode. Finally stopped praying, <laughs> I, I finally stopped praying like, hey, Jesus, you can take me home tonight. Well, mm. thank God. That was my prayer. You can take me home tonight or you better show off tomorrow. Bossy. And now it's like, all right, dude, what are we doing today? Because I would beg, beg, beg to go home. I want to go home so bad. I just want to be with him. And he was like, boo, if I wanted you here, you'd be here. Yeah. Get to work down there. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Brit, so much that you said that I was just like bouncing off of in my head and I just blanked. So, that's what <laughs> we'll be doing, I guess. <laughs> We're almost done. Uh, we got to wrap it up. See, two hours goes by fast. Two okay. hours? Almost. We ask all of our guests this question mm-hmm. If you could create for us your own. Mount Rushmore of people in your life that have formed you and influenced you the most. What four people would go on your Rushmore? St. Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. I was born on her feast day, too. So, <gasps> And that was the and sister the that you loved. Yeah, yeah. She's everywhere. She's everywhere. Yeah, we're besties. Yeah. We're really That's close. girl. Yeah. Um, Is that the 30th? July 30th? 22nd. Oh, 22nd. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Oh, 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. There two, we two. go. Um. Hmm. That have impacted my life the most. Yeah, that have inspired you or formed you. You know, gotten you to. Can they all be dead? They can all be dead. They can be whoever you want. Okay, Mary. Okay. Oh my goodness. And I'm so sad that I didn't speak about her more on this episode because as if any of this could have happened without her. That's how I feel. <laughs> as like if. As if. Um. She has been. I've always had a closeness to Mary. Um, even before I knew the Lord or even thought that was possible, I remember telling my mom, like, I can't wait to die so we can meet Mary. Like, we can meet Mary. Yeah. And that being, like, filling me with joy. Meeting Jesus, I didn't really care too much for. Or the Father, and no desire. But Mary, yes. Um, And Father Dubrock told me that that's... Come see Mama. Yeah. yeah. That's how it is, apparently, that if we... um, That no one has, like a wound when it comes to Mary. Uh, we all just like can be with her. And yeah, I mean, that might not be true for everyone, but I pray it is. Oh my goodness. She's awesome. She gets us completely ready. She dressed me for the Lord and like taught me what beauty means. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, and it's simple. Oh, she gets us ready. She dresses us. Yeah. In virtue and grace. I've never heard it put like that before. I love that image. Mm-hmm. She gets she gets us ready, and no one knows him like his mom. You know, I had an agenda. I was like, I am gonna get to know him. I started to pray the rosary daily. That was back in the gap um, in 2020, and yeah, no one knows him like his mom. Oh, I had I had it planned out. Like I'm coming for you if you're real. Now I'm coming. You know. Yeah. You know. Now that I know this, so definitely Mary, Mary Magdalene. Um. Hmm. I feel like I just can't go without. This is four. There's four people in that. Yeah. Um. I can't go without saying Father Sibley and Father Dubrock. They're sharing ahead, or they each get their own. Oh, can they share? Sure. 
wonderful spiritual directors. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now I have one more. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Saint Therese. Mm. She, um, my confirmation saint. Mm. Um, Jesus counts. He's he was he was on there, right? He's the foundation. Okay, good. I was like, do I even have to mention? Um, when I was in fourth grade, we dressed up for All Saints Day, and I didn't know anything about saints. We didn't. Know, I didn't know anything about any of that. All these other kids came from Saint Edward's, so they knew oh. everything. They knew their prayers. I remember the pandas. When, the pandas. Oh, Father yes. Don's pandas. <laughs> the pandas. Um, pandas. Yeah, I remember when they all prayed the Hail Mary, and I was like, "What are you? What do they know? Why do they know all this thing?" Um, yeah, so, you dressed up as Jesus. No, I dressed up as Saint Therese because when oh, okay. I went to that paper and saw the list of names, she had the little flower next to it, oh, and yeah. so I picked that one. Um, and so, yeah, like my mom would gift us with stuff like throughout my life. I just would receive like gifts, um, like a plaque with Saint Therese's face mm-hmm. and a prayer of hers on the back, or just lots of little like statues of her or things of her. And so she has been very close to me. And it wasn't until we went to France and oh, went to yeah. you that mm-hmm. it really hit me um, why why she's been there. We're very similar, her and I. Yeah. Um, uh, that's when I that's when I got it too. Yeah. Everybody's um affinity for her. Mm-hmm. It took me going why. into her church and that tour guide rocked my world oh, when he yes. when she was talking about her. And I'm like, oh, duh. We're exactly alike. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not really. I'm Don't not you think that's why everybody loves her, though? Because the, everybody thinks that. Like, oh, she's just, I'm just like her. She's yeah. just like me. I want to be a martyr. I want to be I a great saint. I don't say that about many saints. I want to. I wanna, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I would never have said that before going to France. If anything, I, I always resonated with Mary Magdalene. Mm-hmm. Um, but St. Therese, we're just, I'm just little. Like, helpless and little um and she just gets it she gets it um yeah like vanity as you were talking about that vanity pride list them i got them like i can't help myself there um i I need him and mary did tell me this and i wanted to share this that i'm easier to pick up when i put everything down like when i'm little um, and so the smaller I am, which is just like letting go of my pride, yeah. um, of the mask that I try to put on or whatever it may be that, um, I cling so hard to that I'm just easier to pick up and I she can, that. yeah, yeah. It's been a wonderful reminder to remember those things. You're also a lot easier to dress whenever you cooperate. Oh yeah. Instead <laughs> of throwing like a fit, fighting, huh? like, let me pick my outfit, Mary. Mm-hmm. Trying to put my arm through the hole, yep, getting yep. It, missing it. Yep. Yeah, you got your arm through the neck hole. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good Rushmore. Oh, okay, it. final question because we have to go. Good thing this was a great episode. People are going to want to listen the whole time. Oh, gosh. Um, do you have a Bible verse that you tend to lean on? Oh yeah, yeah. What is it? Um, can I read it straight from sure. Scripture? Sure. Yeah, we'd love that. Lou, let me have my phone, please, so I can make some notes. There sure you go. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. 
Come to me, all of you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen. 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 Britt, this was awesome. Well, I love chatting with y'all. This was such a joy. What's the name of this episode? My holy homeboy. Holy homeboy. I mean, <laughs> she is my holy home girl. So maybe. Ooh. Um, I don't know. Pray about that. There's so much it could be. You're so vain. You know that song. Ooh, probably you think, think this song, song is about you. you. You're so vain. Ooh, yeah, we love it. Karaoke. Should have heard us singing earlier. Do the hype horn. Do the hype horn. Yeah. Oh, the hype horn's if, where it's at. If I had that little thing in front of me, I would have pressed so many buttons. Um. <laughs> It's funny. Well, I don't know where it is. This is this is why we don't know how to work this. I don't even know where it's, it's at. Okay. It's not the blue one. Oh, it it tells you. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.